Welcome in to another episode of the West Life Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Barnett. Uh, as I said in that ad just before, we're sponsored by West Astral Leagues, the best place to watch the game live and loud on Sunday afternoon. Uh, well, um, maybe next week when we play the uh, Manly Sea Eagles, but Origin is on Wednesday night. So if you're not heading to a core stadium on Wednesday, uh, head off to West Ashfield. And we're also sponsored by MG Pump Solutions. Big Shane is obviously taking a little bit of a hiatus. So we've got uh, as to fill in uh, for the big fella tonight as we go through your survey results. Some pretty interesting stuff uh, in there. If you yeah, a few numbers and rankings that uh, when I put it in the uh, the Patreon Discord, um, a lot of people were shocked with some of the the uh, player averages. So uh, if you want to join us in that Discord, that as Rob myself uh, constantly chatting all day uh, footy uh, with all the guys, uh, patreon.com forward slash Westlife. And shout out to everyone joining us on our YouTube uh, and our Facebook and Twitter as well, but subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, the West Life channel on there. So, um, boys, how I'll bring in as how are you enjoying your bye week? A bit, bit more stress free, not having uh, any West Tigers to worry about this weekend. Definitely, I uh, did my little tipping video earlier today, and it was just a, a nice relief to not have to worry about the Tigers and how much stress they're going to cause me, how many more grey hairs they're going to give me for a week. So enjoy the bye week for for all it's worth. Um, I see people watching. Shouts to the people that are watching us right now, not watching the Cowboys and Titans uh, at the same time, uh, as is Rob Bashara is um, yeah, joining us again, slash keeping an eye on the uh, the footy. As well, but to Rob, we were going through some of the results before, and there's some, uh, yeah, some few eye openers, and um, it was fun to get a bit of feedback about the, us as well. As uh, yeah, 99% of them kind words, which was nice. Yeah, it was good feedback. Uh, a lot of people filled out the survey on short notice, which was, you know, really good. Uh, a lot of positive feedback about the pod. Uh, we take on board the constructive criticism that we got. I don't think I'll take the personal ones on. <laughs> but yeah, you may we'll, hear less swear words tonight. Yeah, we'll definitely you'll, there'll definitely be less swear words. I think I think that that really came across, and you know we can still have a vent or you know have a bit of rage without dropping the f bomb. Uh, yeah, so there's not much news to talk about. The match situation has uh, kind of plateaued. There's not really much other than speculation. So we'll get straight in to our survey results. We might do a quick one tonight too. We won't we don't have any game to talk about. We might smash out tonight's episode. A few people with our feedback said they don't like the long episodes. Some people like the long episodes. So I know you as um you commute from Orange to Sydney quite a bit. You don't mind when we run a little long. No, it gives me entertainment. There was a week a few weeks ago where the two episodes combined for just short of three and a half hours, which is about the length of the trip. So I had uh, the dulcet tones of you three fellas to listen to for essentially that entire trip. That was great. (laughs) I enjoyed it. Uh, So for those who are on the audio only, it's uh, it's probably a good episode to test out the YouTube video this week because I've got the fancy uh, Google 
graphs in front of me in uh, on the big screen. Yeah, so you can follow along and kind of see uh, what's going on with the pretty colors and that sort of thing. So we'll start with the Madge question. So uh, the options for this were Coach Michael Maguire, sack him, give him until the end of season at least, extend his contract or unsure. Now, 60% uh, said, uh, just for, for anyone playing at home, 257 people submitted for this. So um, thanks to all 257 of you, including you two guys on the show tonight. So the West Tigers have the bye next week, but that means that State of Origin is on Wednesday, June the 8th. And the best place to watch it, if you're not heading to the game at a core stadium, is of course West Ashfield, which is at 115 Liverpool Road, uh, Ashfield, and home of the West Tigers. So you can watch it on the big screen in the sports bar and grab yourself a beer and a pizza or a hamburger at or get a great Chinese meal at Wok On. You can try uh, all your Asian favorites here, the noodle bar, delicious stir fries and more, and it's made right in front of your eyes. But of course, watching the State of Origin on the big screen with mates at West Ashfield, it's, uh, it's the best place to be. Uh, stay tuned for more offers and giveaway via our podcast in association with West Ashfield. For more information, visit West Ashfield's website, westashfield.com.au, or give them a follow on Instagram at West, uh, at West Ashfield. And of course, West Ashfield practices the responsible service of alcohol, drink responsibly. But um, yeah, Madge, 60%. 60.7% give him to the rest of the year. 17.9% said extend his contract. So seven, what's that? 70, uh, 72, over 72% are pro match. And then 10.9% are saying, are saying sack him. 10.5% are saying unsure. So um, as what, what option did you choose in this one? I won't give him until the end of the season. Uh, like I said in the Discord, as the Discord guys would know, he's he's gone and made these signings for next year, players who want to play under him. Uh, and I feel like he should at the very least be given until the end of next year to see where we're at, where we're at, or at the very least at the end of this year, because once Dwayne comes back um, and he's a bit back into form, I, obviously it'll probably take him a few weeks to get back to his best, but once he's back in form... That'll be the barometer of where the team's really at because there's no way he's not in our best 17. So at the very least, I think he deserves until the end of the season. Rob, uh, the three of us have been on Madge's side pretty much through the, the whole saga going back, what, 12 months nearly that um, he's had the, the gun pointed at his head for lack of a better metaphor but um are you still are you still hoping that somehow there's a miracle the match survives this uh definitely hoping for a miracle i feel like um the ju- you know the jury's gone in to <laughs> make a decision and, and i'm just waiting outside for them to come back into the courtroom so um look i voted uh to extend his contract but let me uh also say that i don't want him there for the rest of the year he either gets an extension or not an extension, just seize out his contract or mm. get rid of him now. 
there's just no point playing on with a gun at your head. We're already in the mathematically possible part of the year in terms of making the finals, and that was last weekend, which was May. You know, we, like we, we didn't even get out of May, and we're like, oh, we can mathematically still make it. We can win X amount of games, blah, blah, blah. So to me, if we're going to stick with Madge, don't put a gun at his head. Give him 18 months because he will get those players next year. If you're going to move on from Madge, don't move on at the end of the year. Move on now. But this, you know, like I don't know if we're going to get onto the, you know, the brains trust of the club, whatever. But it's just, it just bothers me that no matter who the club ends up getting, I feel like we're going to be in a little bit of bother from leadership above the coach. I think Madge is the right guy. To me, my West Tigers ideal of my West Tigers beliefs Madge exemplifies all of those, you know, character, courage, seeing it out, doesn't shit on his players publicly. Like, he's just a perfect person for me with that. But I don't think he gets that from above. And, and you know, our hierarchy keep chopping and changing their mind with every bit of direction, whether it's Madge, whether it's Sheens, whether it's Hardigan, whether it's Farrah Taylor. Like, everything they've done, they've never stuck to something. They just always, mm. like last year, like before last year, Madge got an extension, you know, Set six to nine months later, he's almost out the door. And we were expecting him to get sacked last year. Oh, no, now he'll stay. And now all of a sudden, we don't know what's going to happen. Like, there's just no direction from up top. They really don't know what they're doing. Like, even Sheensy, like, we sacked him 10 years ago. We literally, we, we sacked him 10 years ago. He hasn't had an NRL gig for 10 years. We bought him on to do junior pathways. That was their goal. We're bringing Tim Sheens to build the junior pathways. Five minutes later, he's head of football. So, again... They changed tack. You know, we got Hardigan a couple of years ago. He got sacked 18 months later. They chose Taylor over Farah. Six months later, Taylor goes. Like, this club... Farah comes back. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, they don't stick to something. I don't care if they... like. Well, I do care if they make a bad decision. But just make a decision and back yourself and stick with it. Stop changing tack. They just keep changing tack. So I don't know how anyone can trust our football department in terms of what they've done in terms of money and... You know, West Ashfield and West Tigers and making a profit and all that. Centre of excellence, wonderful. But in terms of football knowledge, we do not have a board that has a... I'm not going to swear. We do not have a board that has a clue. <laughs> I left out the F word. Okay, so that that's what bothers me. Like like I said, Tim Sheens is meant to be head of, you know, the junior pathways. Now he's head of football. Like, let's just make a decision, guys. If we're going to get rid of Madge, I don't want them to. If we're going to get rid of him... Get rid of him now. Don't keep him till the end of the year. Don't have a gun at his head. Oh, if we beat Manly, if we beat Canterbury, if this, if that. And then next year, oh, if he doesn't start well, look, he got his new players. He got this. Just tell him he's got till the end of next year. See out his contract. Back yourself to do that or back yourself to go in a different direction right now and cut the cord. Well said, Rob. Thank um, you. Right out. Bit of a fun, half fun one. So the Luke, Luke Brooks Island uh, concept that I like to think that I started. Um, pretty split one, this one. So I said, he's still on it. Have you? I've left or consider leaving. 34% have left, 37% still on it, and 28% considering leaving. So uh, if that's not limbo or purgatory right there, uh, I don't know what is. What's uh, how how are you on the Brooksy in or out argument? As uh, I've said, still on it. Uh, I like what he's been able to do since putting on the six. I have a feeling the game on 
uh, Saturday probably swung a few people from considering leaving to I've left because he didn't have a great game on Saturday. But beside that and beside the few kicks he kicked out on the full, once he put the six on his back instead of the seven, he's he's playing a lot more to to his potential, to the potential we know he has as the as the running five eight. So I'm 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 back on the Brooksy bandwagon. I had my toes in the water in the off season. Uh, I was almost back on the boat by the end of round five, but I've uh, f- I'm f- firmly back on the island now. So go Brooksy. Rob, what, yeah, what did you vote on here? I kind of thought it needed a, almost a, another couple of options because where I stand with Brooksy, I agree with Aaron. He's a, a lot better player at six. I wish he had less of a kicking role, exemplified by the, you know, out on the full kicks. Um I know he's got a lot to offer to the team. I know he can do all that, but I'm trying to. I, I made my decision based on what we've got in the club already. So for that, I put like I'm unsure. Like I know he can do a role. I've got no problems with that. But in terms of the price, in terms of who else is there, in terms of if the way he is six and Jacko seven, or if Jock Madden is there, I'd, I'd actually take Jock Madden before Brooks. But I know Brooks is playing really well in terms of his running game and his general game. So. I put undecided, but not because he hasn't impressed me in certain aspects this year. So I, I yeah, I don't know if that was a, if, if there was another option. I'd probably put depending on the price, or, or where he's going to play, or, or or who's staying and who's leaving. So, um, but yeah, I just put undecided for that reason. Shuri on YouTube, the Jacko at thirteen thing we talked about before. I mean, Jacko's just gone so well at seven that it's and it's as you said, Rob. It's the money thing. Look, I'm. Luke Brooks Island uh, president, but when it comes to the money and someone, uh, Rose of Oz mentioned Jock Madden. I mean, if someone, we, we want Brooksy to play well enough that someone buys his contract. We don't want to, if we get rid of him, we don't have to pay most half his million dollar contract next year. Um, if we can keep Jock Madden for half the price, I mean, that just makes sense. And Adam, if it's between Adam, you've got to take two of Adam. Uh, Jackson and Luke, then Luke's the uh, the old one out. As much as I love him as a person and a um, yeah, an icon of West Tigers, whether you love him or hate him. So, talking of favorites, he is who is your current favorite West Tigers player? Uh, the big brown circle that uh, is 49.6 percent, so he doesn't quite have the majority share of the uh, the love. But um, I think it's a pretty easy guess who that is, boys. Did you vote for Jacko, uh, Aaron? I did. I, let, us uh, like I com- let us know in the comments, guys. If you filled out the form, let us know what your answers were um, for these as we go along. Sorry, guys. I said to the boys before we went on air, I'd normally go Noffa, but he's uh, he's in my bad books at the moment with the stuff that's going on behind the scenes here. So if he doesn't... Uh, shape up, then I will. Then I'm slowly getting off his bandwagon. Uh, but I'm really enjoying what Jacko is bringing to the team. I'm really enjoying seeing uh, the transformation from original NRL Jacko to current NRL Jacko with the little Super League stint in the middle. Um, I, yeah, I really like what he's doing. He's bringing a lot to the club. He's been so good with the fans and uh, he's been great with the media as well. Uh, really humble, really modest, just all around great bloke. 
Um, Rob, Nofaluma, uh, four votes out of 258. That's, I mean, I haven't got last year's results in front of me, but um, that seems like a pretty big fall from grace. I mean, shouts to Paddy Seals, who tattooed Nofa's, Nofa on his wrist. Um, he, he would have been up there as one of the most popular guys at West Tigers. It's a massive fall from grace from the Nofa. Yeah, it is. But also, you got to remember that Jacko's taken half those votes. He wasn't there last year. So, as Aaron said, he probably would have voted Nofa if, you know, Jacko wasn't around. I actually, he's not actually playing at the moment, but I voted Adam Gwaihi, like, what he did last year and the passion he showed for the jersey and, and you know, how he, you know, wore his heart on his sleeve. Uh, I voted for, I, I knew I'd be in the minority. Like, I love what Jacko's doing, but I haven't forgotten what um, Adam Gwaihi can do for this club. See, last year, I remember the end of the year, I said, I'm assume, I assume that you voted Adam, and you said, what, because I'm Lebanese? And yeah, I think you voted for someone else from memory. I can't remember. I actually yeah. don't remember who I voted for. Yeah. So I said, yeah, because I, I, remember I said uh, I was stereotyping a little bit, but I just assumed that I think they, they, I think yeah. I voted for, I, I stand correct, I think I might have voted for Laurie as best player, and that was like a really close vote. So maybe you were yeah. questioning me on, on who I voted the best player, and then you the, threw the Lebanese um, thing in there. Yeah, yeah. It's all, this is, I mean, this is literally all fun. There's yeah, no course. wrong answer in these. Yeah, exactly. So, um, just seeing what uh, Luke, Luke Stewie said he voted for Luke Garner. So Luke Garner, can we find him? He, he got eight votes. There you go. You're one of eight, Stewie. So 3.1%. So to go through the top one, so Hastings, 49.6%. Uh, Adam got 45 um, or 45 votes, 17.4%. Twally got 10.9%. Uh, Laurie got about, got 4.3%. Uh, Garner. So Garner's actually about fourth or fifth. So Joffa. Um, 3.1% with eight votes. And then, yeah, everyone, it's kind of lots of little one, two, threes. Who's that uh, other I don't think... blue over on the side there, just above Adam? The, which one? This one? The dark blue. Dark the blue. dark blue just oh, above Brooksy. Adam. Oh, that's Brooksy. Brooksy got eight votes. So, um, Same as for Garner. me, I, would, I didn't submit um a vote but i would have voted sean blaw and i don't think he got a single vote so i like i like being the uh the odd one out so sean blaw friend of the show <laughs> um okay let's go to we'll, we'll do player ratings we'll save that for last um so a lot of a lot of suggestions we should have done this in hindsight should have done this with um the mads chat so a lot, a lot of, uh, a lot of answers here for who should replace Madge. Um, I mean, it's hard to quantify who was the highest, but uh, Shane, Shane, Shane Cowder's in there. Shouts to whoever voted for Shane to be uh, <laughs> next West Tigers oh, coach. I, I like that. <laughs> um, Walker Brothers popped up a bit, but um, boys, I think Flanagan was probably. The most popular, the one that seemed like it popped up the most, um, is that is that surprising, Rob? Uh yes and no. I mean, he's probably the most experienced coach. He's 
out of the coaches, you know, that are available, he's the one that's won a premiership in the most recent time. Uh, obviously, the drug saga is going to be lingering over. And, you know, there's lots of people saying, if he's coach, I'll disassociate myself with the club, et cetera, et cetera. The other part of it, I suppose, is you don't want to take a risk on an unknown coach. You know, so we're, we're hearing Seraldo mentioned a lot. We see, you know, we've seen what Barrett has done. You know, he was an assistant coach at Penrith too. And, you know, he just got sacked a few weeks ago. So I'm not sold on Seraldo. Um, he took over Penrith when they were in the top four a few years ago and Anthony Griffin got sacked. And for the remaining of the season, he won three games out of six. Um, so, you know, and, and their team was going well. This is a team that isn't going well. If he's three out of six with a good team, how would he be? with? And that's already set up where he really just literally any of us could have walked in and taken over. Uh, I, I don't think that was that exactly gave me, you know, like, oh, wow, let's get him. Uh, the big rap on Seraldo is he can develop players, but I, I don't want to go down that development argument because I, I think it's a crock of shit if they think Maguire can't develop players or players don't become better players under him. You just have to look at, you know, Ryan Madison and Luciano Leilua and even Jock Madden this year where he was at the start of the year to where he is now. So I think that development stuff's crap. We've always developed players. We've developed Tedesco, Moses, Brooks. All these guys have come through. We've just never hung on to them. That's a front office thing. We don't lose players. And, and really, I don't think it's Madge's job to develop players. His job is to get him into, as a, make him into a first-grade team. They've got to come to us through the pathways, ready to go and be first-graders. That's not his job. Drop a dollar on the swear jar for the uh, the S word in there, Rob. But did I say shit? Oh, sorry, I said it again. You did. It's hard. It's hard. <laughs> okay. Well, that's not too bad. Bars, the S word's okay. The F word's not acceptable. Uh, Dom, Dom suggested on the next survey, can we suggest who should be next CEO? Any thoughts on that, Rob? Who would you who would you vote? Uh, Wayne said Humphrey Humphrey Bear to replace. He's not talking about S Stephen Humphreys, is he? Wayne, I, I've, I've actually got I actually know like one person in particular and another one. Like I mean, I can't name them because they actually don't want to be named in case something ever came up. But there's there's a couple of guys very well credentialed that are ready Shane to go. Shane Kelder. Yeah, <laughs> there, 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 there's a couple of guys that, that would love the job and they would do a great job at it, but I, I don't see Pasco not being there. You know, Pasco's not going to fall on his own sword, so I think that's, you know, that's as much as I want it to happen, it's not going to happen. He, he's not going to ever accept accountability for the mess that he's left our cap in for the last few years and, and he's probably in a different department now, so we can't blame him for anything that happened, say, from this year onwards, really. So uh, Wayne actually literally meant Humphrey Bear. So I guess he can't talk. So it's probably a good thing. Um, right, best player in the back line this season. I mean, pretty easy one. Um, obviously, Jacko, 82.2%. Um, Kenny Mamalo got 11.6% of the vote. Uh, as Did you vote for Jacko in this one? Dane Laurie Jacko. was third, sorry, with 3.1%. Yeah, I voted for Jacko. Hard not to. He missed mm. three weeks, but when he's been playing, uh, every, pretty much every week except the game against the Knights, he's, he's been close to, if not our best player on the field. And that's that's been pretty clear from the votes you guys have given so far for your player of the year. He's, uh, he's, a, he's a standard above everyone else at the moment seemingly, especially in that back line. Um, I wouldn't have been surprised if a few people voted for Toa, considering the, the fill-in 
role he's done in the back line. But uh, yeah, for me, it was Jacko. Far. Uh, he far, got one. He got one else. vote. Someone voted for Starfleet. No, oh, good on them. Hmm. Uh, Rob, who did you go for on this one? Yeah, I went for Jacko. Um, I would have, you know, if I was putting him in order, I would have put Jackson Hastings, Ken Mamalo. I don't know if he was an option, Josh, but I would have had Luke Garner as the third best player in our back. No, line. he's in there. Yeah, he's I, in put, I put yeah. Garner in there. He's, he's got three votes. Vote for him. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I put Garner in both. I think. Uh, yeah, back line because he's played in both. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know if I put Peachy in both though. I didn't put Peachy in the back line. Um, what I can't explain why. I think I just forgot. Um, most improved player in the back line. So this tossed up a bit more uh, variety. So Kenny Mamalo, 28.5%. Then it was Jock Madden, 15.6%. And then Jimmy Roberts, 11.3%. Uh, Stafford Tyler, 105 Brooksy, 86 which is interesting. And Jackson Hastings, 7%. I mean, if you're talking NRL only, I mean, Hastings has to be up there, I guess. Comparing to Hastings, NRL, Hastings, Super League. But, um, Rob, who'd you go for in most improved in the back line? Yeah, look, with with these sort of decisions, Josh, it's basically where you rated that player last year. That That's what matters the most. And even if I go to the start of the year, I didn't think Jock Madden was a first grader. He's proved me wrong. So I, I had to put Jock Madden. I thought he was the one that's improved the most. Um, I never considered Jackson Hastings. You, you actually make a pretty good argument there. Um, but, you know, he, he did come to us, you know, with Man of Steel credentials from English Super League. So, but, yeah, that, that wouldn't have been a bad option too. But, yeah, I, I thought it was, for me, was in my head, definitely Jock Madden. It wasn't even close. Who do you go as? I said Jock as well. Uh, yeah, he he was nowhere near close to what I thought he could or he he was anything as a first grader last year as well and he's come along in leaps and bounds this year he's filled in uh in the halves quite well he's shown that he's capable of it and uh if he does end up have leaving or being forced out for Dwayhee or Brooksy I'd be very sad to see him go at the end of the year Uh, right, most disappointing player in the back line. So, um, poor Ollie Gildart got hammered in this one 71.5%. Uh, it depends how you define this, I guess. Like, if you had high expectations on him, I guess it's yeah, easy to, but uh, Nofaluma, uh, with 9.5% next highest, I mean. Who are you more? Who did you put for this one, Rob? Brooksy's seven point five percent. Yeah, I put Oliver Gildart simply for the reason that he's played international footy. Like, so I, I know NRL is different from what he's used to in England, but if the guy's an English representative, I, I just thought, well, you know, he'd at least have a first grade spot. Now, with all our injuries, you know, there was like we literally only used him when we absolutely essentially had to. So. It's basically, as I said earlier, it depends where you rate the player prior to they've, they've, they've started their season. So I, I was hoping he'd be better than he was. And I still think he could be okay, but he'd need at least another dozen or two games to, to get right. We just can't afford to have him in first grade. He's just going to have to cut his teeth in New South Wales Cup. Uh, as? I went and offer. He had a great year in 2020, um, mm. not a not so great a year last year. And I was really hoping and expecting him to step it up 
this year and get back to what he did in 2020. Uh, and he's had a couple of good games, but just didn't see what I was hoping to see. Uh, I've probably gone him because I have him up there as one of my favorite pl- players. The fact that I want to see him play well. Uh, yeah, he just he just hasn't really done all that much this year. And now, obviously, there's this little behind-the-scenes stuff going on with him. So, yeah, for me, he's been disappointing. I... I'd thought about Gildart, but I decided not to not to pick him because of the fact that he's new to the NRL. Yeah. Uh, and it is a bit of a different game over here. I I get what Rob said about him being a an English representative. I just thought that I'd cut him a little bit of slack, I guess. See, to me, said, Noffa came good, Aaron. I I, I thought Noffa came good against Yeah, Carlos said in the comments. Yeah. Like, I, he I ha- he had started him. to come good, but I think yeah. I uh but that was elite offer. That wasn't just okay offer. That was like we get that offer every week. We're back to a couple of years ago. So I, I could I couldn't vote for an offer, but I understand the reasoning with the off field stuff and and all that. That that makes a lot of sense. But in terms of what he did on the field, I thought he was coming good. To be brutally honest, I might I have interrupted the... you there, Rob. Which uh, which game were you saying? Were you saying the Dragons one or? I'm saying the like the the power game, the South Sydney game. Power game, yep. You, you could easily have voted him the best player on the field. So I actually mm. thought he. he come pretty good. I feel, thought he went all right in the first game against Melbourne. I really didn't see him being that bad. He, he like that he the right the right edge that we've got wasn't leaking like a sieve like it always has been. So I don't know. I just, you know, maybe like I said, you you've got him as a favorite player. So as I said earlier, it depends where you hold him in regard. So obviously you've got him at the top of the tree. So he's got a lot further to fall than than probably the rest yep. of us. That that's pretty much what it boils down to. He's he's yeah. up there as one of my favorite players. Yeah, um, makes sense. Yeah, disappointing for me personally. Yeah, we probably could have done this survey different weeks throughout the year and probably get different results. So, um, <laughs> uh, best player in the forwards. On to the forwards now. Twally forty three point three percent. Off thirty five point eight, and then it's a big way back to Luch at seven point five percent. Garner got three point nine, uh, even though he's played. What a third of the season in the back line. Uh, Jimmy Tarmow, 3.5. Jake, Jake Simkin, 2.8. Um, and then Steph, 1.6 somehow. Um, and then a couple, yeah. But uh, Rob, who'd you put in this one? Yeah, I went for 12. Uh, compared to last year, I mean, his tackle efficiency is always amazing, but I actually thought his running games improved quite a bit this year. And getting to the point that we're screaming out for a try from him now. So uh, especially the Parramatta game, the, the running game he had against that day was like, who are you? Where's this Alex 12 running game been? So I voted for 12 and I, I would have expected most of our, I, I guess he doesn't start all the time, but I would have thought most of our fans would have voted for him. What about you, Aaron? I went for 12 as well. Uh, a lot of, I think all three of you guys previously have said he's not really much of a bench impact player. But yeah. with the attack having improved the way it has, I think he, he really could be a great bench player now. Well, he has been a great bench player now. Obviously, I'd still like to see him starting with how well he's going uh, yeah. and smashing out those big minutes that I reckon he, he'd be capable of in time. Agreed. But, yeah, he's for me, he's uh, absolutely best player in the forwards so far. What is it? 90, 90, uh, 99.2% tackle efficiency or something like that? 
I think it was uh, Shane said something like a hundred point oh eight last week. That was, <laughs> yeah. that was yeah, that was one one game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> that just had me in stitches. I love that. He's uh, he's missed three tackles all season out of over three hundred. I think it is. I'll I'll pull it up on the NRL on the Tigers app. Yeah, while you do that, as uh, so most improved, uh, Joffa forty two point two percent. Uh, Jimmy Tarmel, 13.3, which is pretty funny considering he's 34 years old or 33 years old. Uh, Musgrove, 10.5%. Uh, Jackie Simkin, 10.2%. Luke Garner, 7%. Tuolagi, 3.5%. Twoley, 9%. Um, who'd you go for in this one, Rob? I think I went Joffa. I'm not 100% sure, but I think I went Joffa. Uh, but obviously, you know, his games come on in leaps of bounds. Didn't have a, you know, a great game last week, but that's probably the only game I could say he's had a, a poor one for quite a while. Uh, so, yeah, he's kind of stepped up, become a bit of a leader in our team. So, for me, it was him. As? Uh, I went 12 as well. Uh, so, I was right, 99.2%. He's made 363 tackles. So, looking at that, I'd say he's missed maybe five tackles at most. Um, all season, which is a feat probably never seen before um, in what I think he's only missed missed the one game in round 12. So less than a, less than a tackle missed every two games is a pretty bloody good average. Um, but yeah, as for most improved, I went 12 here as well because I feel like um, mostly from the attacking side, like I said before, you guys said he's not really a bench impact player. His attack sucks. Uh, but that side of his game, he's he's running harder. He's um, promoting the ball, offloading a little bit. Uh, just, yeah, from for me, seeing that side of his game come along as well as it has, I my vote there went for 12. Uh, most disappointing player in the forward. So it's pretty, tight, pretty close between Steph and Peach. So Peachy, 29.5%. Uh, Steph, 24.4%. And then Lids 11.4, Tommy McKayley, 10.2, uh, Luch Leilua, 9.4. As I'll let you go first on this one, who's most disappointing forward to you this year? I went for Lids. Uh, I thought he'd, he'd be a little bit better this year, especially with the, the pressure coming on him from uh, Jakey. But, yeah, I've, I ha- I've been very disappointed by what I've seen from Lids. He's had a few good games throughout the season. But overall, I feel like he's, his season so far has been a bit of a letdown if he wants to really try and cement that spot. Uh, Tim said, I wanted to vote to a, to a luggy. Do I leave Kelma out of this? Uh, Rob, uh, who'd you go in this? I voted Steph. Uh, if you asked me at the start of the year... I did forget know, Kelma. Who, who, who's our best forward? You know, who's our best forward? Who's the guy that, you know, can score a try, can lead our team? I would have said Steph. Like, he's just such a big unit, so hard to stop. I'll take on board that he's, you know, coming back from an injury. But he's had, after the South game, that's four games back now, guys. uh, And he's still not finding the form he would have. If you ask me who the most disappointing forward was, I'd probably go to Alagi or Little. But in terms of Little, as Little, my opinion of Little wasn't very high. So he didn't have far to fall. That's the only reason I didn't vote for Little. But Stefano, I had him at the top of the tree, guys. And he's just not, you know, I was so excited when we signed his extension. 
And I'm, I'm a little bit worried right now, to be brutally honest. He's, he's not the same player that he was. Yeah, it might be. Near. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt with the injury because he be. came back quick. He came back quicker than we thought he would. So, um, yeah. yeah, good arguments there. I had the I had the same thought process as you there, Josh, with the injury. I I thought he did come back a little bit sooner than we yeah. expected. He hasn't played all that many games, so I was I was hoping to give him a little bit more time to get back to what we saw last year, but. Like what we saw with uh, Dano early in the season, might might be a little bit of second year syndrome there for for Big Steph. Yeah, it could mm. be. Uh, pretty pretty much a th- not a lot of options in this one, even though I gave technically twelve options. But um, your favorite <laughs> game favorite game this season. So we've only had three wins in twelve games. So obviously, two people said the Storm uh, first game of the year. So that's the only loss. They got a vote, uh, but Easter Easter Monday, eighty five point six, uh, beating Souths nine point eight, and then beating the Bulldogs three point five. Rob, what did you, what was your favourite game this season? Oh, I couldn't put down a tie, Josh, because obviously I wanted to put the Para game and the South game. Uh, the, para, <laughs> the Para game, I, know, I just went off like a firecracker, guys. I absolutely went off, but the difference was. At the South game, I was there, so I actually voted for the South game. But yeah, like for Jacko to kick that, you know, you're there 40... for the Bulldogs game too. Yeah, that's right. But I, I, I was there too. But yeah, favorite game, definitely winning in a thriller, and and you know, it was just I was so excited because with that game could have gone either way, as could the Power one of being. But my first time at Bank West or whatever they call it now, Combank. Uh, yeah, I voted the South game, but yeah, I, I got no problem with Parramatta being voted the best game. As yeah, I voted Easter Monday. That first win uh, was great. We needed it. Uh, Mitch Moses missed a sitter of a field goal. Uh, can't complain about that too much. Uh, and watching from home on TV, I think Dan Ganane's commentary when uh, Jacko kicked the field goal will live on in the in the annals of rugby league commentary for quite some time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was. Uh, I was watching at the ground, so obviously I saw that. Uh, on replay, but that Easter Monday, that's probably top five best regular season games I've seen. And I've been to probably 300-ish, maybe. Well, I've been going to games pretty much what, 17 years, maybe 10 games. Call it two, I reckon 200 games in the last 17 years. Um, you guys might remember as well that I, in the preseason poll, I voted that Easter Monday game as the game I was least looking forward to. Yeah, <laughs> right. And then, and then to get the win the way we did, I was like, "Yep, I have to vote it as my favorite game so far." <laughs> as Wayne and Kathy said too, against the Eels, so they're my most hated team between them and South. We beat both of them. And Bulldogs probably third, to be honest. But um, yeah, Par- I hate Parramatta. I can't stand being around their fan base and the fact that I was part of maybe <laughs> in that stadium, I reckon we accounted for five, five percent of the crowd. So it's always yeah. that little bit sweeter when it, it's not obviously to the scale of the, of this game I'm going to mention, but the semi-final against the dragons in 2005 was very similar. Obviously making a grand final regular season game doesn't compare, but, if you remember, the Dragons got first bite at that game and the SFS was mostly Dragons fans. And I somehow got a ticket in the corner, uh, the corner that Benji scored that first try in 
Um, and to be, it kind of made it that little bit sweeter, the fact that it was really hard for West Tigers fans to get a ticket to that one because we had to wait an extra week to qualify. So, um, yeah, the fact that being, just seeing the para fans, a lot of schadenfreude in this answer for me, but seeing the para fans walking with their tails between their legs out of the, that pack stadium on Easter Monday, Jackson Hastings kicking the field goal, like it just, yeah, as you said, Mitch Moses mucking it up. It was just, if you could write a perfect game, um, yeah, I think that that para game will be it. That, I can't see, yeah, like I, I'm trying to think of a regular season game um, that I enjoyed more in terms of what uh, what I've attended. I mean, Robbie Farrow's game-winning field I mean, game-winning field goals are there's something about them, but Robbie Farrow's game-winning field goal at Leichhardt kind of comes to mind. But, um, yeah, I'll never forget that. And it being Easter as well, I don't know. I just – I really like – as I've said in the show, I really wish it was at uh, Homebush because I like uh, having the packed stadium, even if it means being around Parramatta Eels fans and listening to them whinge. Uh, it's the first time we've, it was the first time we've beaten the Eels at Combank as well. We've we've always yeah. been ref out of games there. And that too, yeah. Like we've, we fought against it, got the win against them at mm. their home. Finally, was fi- we were finally able to call it our jungle against them. Um, that it was pretty sweet. Even though I, yeah, even though I wasn't there, it was pretty sweet. Yeah, I missed. I've said it before, but I missed. I was in the Caribbean when uh, 2019 when we carved us up. So I completely missed. I haven't never seen that game. So and never will. Uh, least favorite game. So a lot to pick from in this one. Uh, losing to Sehus is the winner. Twenty eight. Which is this actually surprised me. A lot of recency bias, I guess. Um, twenty eight point five percent. Newcastle Knights twenty one point five percent. The Sharks game eighteen point four percent. I still haven't watched that game either. I was at the Grand Prix. Gold Coast Titans seventeen percent, Warriors eight point six percent. Thinking of those games, all those games makes me feel sick. But uh, which one did you go with, Rob? I went with Cronulla uh, just because of the start of the game. It was it, it, the whole game was just the whole day actually was just panned out terribly. Dane Laurie was a late withdrawal due to COVID. Uh, you know, Toa dropped a simple ball. Moffat dropped a simple ball. Kenny Mamalo had his dinner suit on that night, that day. Um, we hadn't scored a try for ages. We didn't get one till the end of the game. It was just, it was just, and I think just the way Joffa called everyone out after the game, it just had me at an all-time low thinking, you know, where are we? Where are we as a team? Where are we as a club? What the hell's going on? What's going to turn it around? So from that point of view, I was really down. If I voted, if I filled out that survey today, I'd probably put the South game though. Because really, that was our season-defining game. So I don't know if I'd put enough thought into it, but I voted Cronulla anyway. <laughs> As would you go with? I went the Warriors game. I feel like the position that we were in, uh, late stages of that game, uh, having them having a player in the bin for, I think it was from the last 12 minutes for until the last two minutes or whatever it was, that we really had, chances there to ice that one to get the win the the no try or the not even checked try for luch has always left a pretty sour taste in my mouth so 
that was why I went that one. Um, yeah, I get your argument. Um, how many went Gold Coast, Josh? How many voted for the Gold Coast game? Uh, Gold Coast. The reason I ask is I, I like one person voted for our win over the Bulldogs, which is odd. <laughs> that's weird. Uh, four hell? for the Cowboys, three for Manly, three for Dragons, two for our win. I, I assume the, the two people that voted for South at Combank thought, obviously thought that that was um, ANZ Stadium. Obviously, the wrong South game. Uh, zero. What game did you say? What game did you say? Yeah, the Gold Coast. The reason I was asking, like, obviously, it happened. Yeah, no, I, none. It's that green section, Josh, the 17.2%. Oh, there you go. 44. Okay. No, I was, I was going to say, because that's mm. probably the one game that, like we literally lost it on the siren, like we had the lead. Yeah. And, and that, that actually hurt quite a bit too, but it was just mm. in terms of performance. I thought I thought the Cronulla one was as bad as bad as we could have gone. Cronulla, Cronulla slash Newcastle, they were they were too I just changed bad. my mind five times in my head. Yeah, me too. As you boys were speaking, they just the Newcastle Knights one was painful. Like that yes, was a game painful. I thought we'd go up there and win. Yeah. Um Jacko got suspended. So that 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 suspension alone uh, cost us. It was like, after that probably... Sharks game where we really hit rock bottom as well. Yeah, I'm, I missed I missed the Cronulla Sharks game. Um, going That's off right. what how, going off what the boys told me about it, it has to be up there. Um, man, it's hard. Um, I don't know. For some reason, the Knights one. I just feel like I, I get what you're saying as. Um, you're both saying the Titans and Warriors games we should have won and let slip. And like thinking about uh, who dropped the ball. Was it Jock Madden dropped the ball against the Titans? Makes me feel feel sick yeah, thinking it about it as well. Um, but I guess it's those performances that the boys just, just get rolled, I think, are more painful. Um, a lot of people say they rather lose by a lot than just lose, but... I'm, Until we lose by a lot. <laughs> yeah. Like it's not... Until the Storm beat us 66 to 16. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then we say we just want to see them try hard. We just want to see effort. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I don't know. The Knights game stands out for me for some reason. I just think that, yeah, losing Jacko and getting pumped by a, a team that's not that good. Um, I guess you can make that argument for the Warriors as well. Like, how the fuck did we? Well, sorry, swear jar. Uh, how do yeah. we not? How do we not beat the Warriors at home? Uh, if Jackson Hastings plays in that game, would we carve them up? But um, same with the Titans Frost, game. If Jacko was in that Frost. game, we we yeah we beat from that one easy as well. Yeah. Uh, where do you predict we'll finish in the ladder in twenty twenty two? So, I mean, mathematically, I don't think we can finish first, but. The most popular was 14th, which is, what are we sitting in the moment? 15th, 21.8%, uh, 16% uh, for 15th, 19% uh, for 13th, 15% for 12th, 6.3% uh, for 11, 10.7% for 10, 4.8% um, for 9th, that might be a joke, and 4% reckon we can sneak into 8th, and then... Uh, 16, 16 of oh, dead last three people voted for dead last, so um, no one voted higher than eighth. No one thinks we can come seventh. Um, yeah, 10 votes for for sneaking in the eighth, which would basically 
what we'd need to win 10 of the last Nine. 12. Yeah. Uh, what'd you go with here? Uh, Aaron, I'll let you go first on this one. I went 12th. I, uh, I think now that we're about to get Dwayne back, uh, that, that once he gets back to his best, he'll help lift us out of the doldrums. And the first few games for him aren't all that bad. Uh, Manly will be a tough one straight up, but it's a home game. Then we've got a couple of games against the Dogs and the Warriors uh, before I think he'll have really hit his stride. And then we've got the Eels without their origin players after that. So I feel like this little origin period is a good time for him to return with a not a terrible draw. We won't win all of them, obviously, but I think he'll uh, he'll lift us out of the doldrums enough to escape the bottom four. Rob? Yeah, I voted uh, 15th, Josh, but that's what I voted for where we'd finish pre-season, so I figured I'd stick with it. I just hope we don't finish worse than 15th, obviously. Uh, mm. I, I like Aaron's prediction to come true, and I definitely like Matt's prediction who typed in there. I still think we're a smoky for the eight, so that'd be even better. Um, 2005-esque winning run coming up. I've got the ladder in front of me. Wait, yes, I do. I do have it open in a tab. That's why you never close tabs. I'm a tab faller. Uh, so Souths are in eighth with 12 points, and we're on six. So we're three, three wins behind the top eight with 12 games to go. So they're six and six. So you're probably looking at 12... With a poor four and against, we might need third. We'll probably need thirteen wins. So, yeah, we basically we need to go ten from twelve. So, that's why last Saturday was so huge, Josh, because we did yeah. super out of the eight. It's literally a four point swing. Uh, I, I know we would have had a bit of differential to make up on four and against, but they would have been on ten. We would have been on eight by coming well, up. Turboless Stanley. <laughs> we would have been four. We would have been four points out of the eight. Yeah, we wouldn't be talking about. Having, yeah. you know, having a new coach next Monday or Tuesday as well. Mm. Yeah, the uh, butterfly effect of that yeah, second exactly. half is huge. Uh, okay, who who's at most in blame? So obviously just typed in responses here, 244 ones. Um, but the board, a lot of, lot of answers you'll like in this one. Uh, JP's name pops up a lot, uh, even with a swear word. <laughs> there, um, yeah. So, yeah, it's pretty. Oh, it's God. Someone blame God. Um, not praying enough, obviously. <laughs> but um, I can't. Yeah, no, Matt. I mean, not. I can't really see any imagine there, Rob. So maybe that's why we keep growing listeners. They all ag- agree with what. Basically, you're preaching. Is that the management and they get this shit together? Oh, another swear word. I, like I said, it's I just hard. don't. I just don't think any coach can succeed with a board that keeps chopping and changing their mind. Whether we agree with their decisions or not, just stick to a decision, guys. Just stick to something. Go with that plan. Don't keep chopping and changing. Don't expect miracles. You know, when you got players out injured and a and a weak squad as as it is to start the season with. So, I I just think a lot of it's come got to come back to that. As I said, I don't think Pascoe's got anything to do with the footy department now. But, you know, if people are going to blame Madge for the first three and a half years, I can tell you the first three years, because we, we had a <laughs> hand salary cap. You know, we had Pascoe's issues with the ambassadorship deal where we, we lost a bit of salary cap space. 
we've just we've just had a bung cap. We're finally getting our cap in order. I think the club's doing a lot of good things, not just the signings, guys, but even you know the the names being bandied about that. You know, we might pick up. Oh, why didn't we pay five fifty, six hundred for Nakora or Jack Bird, etc. I'm glad the club stood its ground there. So there's a lot of positives there. But just in terms of the general direction of the club. Stick to a plan, guys. If you didn't think Madge was a guy six months ago, you should have got rid of him six months ago. So anyway, I'm just repeating what I said earlier, but yeah, it's, it's, right. just, it's just really frustrating. The board, the board has everything to do with it. They're just not footy savvy. They, they're good at everything else in terms of business. They're just not footy savvy. As did you drop an answer in this one? Yeah, I bundled up the board and CEO. When the when the top office is the way it is, we're just. We're, we're doomed to fail. There need to there need to be changes up there for us to have any sort of success, um, and they they need to stop finding ways to pin blame on other people. Um, and that's kind of where where I'm at with that. Uh, tough question I put in here, but thought, thoughts on Tim Sheen's job since returning? Um, a lot of people basically not sure. Yeah, they're kind of on the fence. Um, yeah, what did you drop in this one as? I just said don't really know too much about it so far, and that's honestly what I think there. I haven't really seen much of what's going on, and I'm I'm kind of just sitting back on that. I ha- yeah, haven't seen too much. He's been he's been the one doing most of the talking to the media. Um, other than that, yeah, I don't know too much about what's going on behind the scenes there with Sheenzy. I do have a question for you, Josh. Talking about Sheenzy, did sure. uh, did anyone drop him as a coaching replacement for Madge? Um, I was kind of I was kind of curious I about think, that. Yeah, uh, I think there were a few. Um, uh, I'll bring it up uh, on my screen. Yeah, there were there were a few um, from memory. That just can't I was happen. Wondering if anyone, yeah, cannot, I was wondering happen. if anyone would think that. You know, can't happen, Rob. Can't happen, guys. You can't go from, you know, head of, you know, I don't think he wants to half, pathways to head of football to coach. Can't keep chopping and changing. Leave me in one place and just let him do his job. Like, mm. you know, I, I'm sure, I'm sure, knowing Sheenzy anyway, he'll probably want to hire someone that he can get in his, you know, the new coach's ear. Should we get a new coach and and put his little, you know, stamp on things? You know, maybe like a. John Morris or, or someone like that, but uh, there's no way he'll be our full-time coach. Not a hope in hell. Uh, well, that's put a good full stop on that. Rob, so talking about memberships, uh, ask if you got one this year and also if you ask if you're going to get one next year. So in regards to this year, so 45.5% said they'll always renew, love my club too much, not too. Uh, next highest was wasn't one last year, won't be this year. So basically, people in in or out, uh, from what I can gather here, uh, never been a member. So I mean, if you put those two together, that's thirty five percent. Yeah, that aren't members last year or this year. Uh, had it last year and didn't review. So fourteen point nine percent there. Um, and then 3.9 percent wasn't one this year but we will get one next year so i'll add the 2023 into the same combo so 37 percent said we'll always renew um which is odd because 45 percent said it in the other one so eight percent maybe changed their mind 
when they went to the next question. Uh, 20, 23.5. Um, oh, here's why. 23.5 said they won't renew if Madge is sacked. So that, um, yeah, that's pretty pretty huge. Nearly a quarter of the votes. There, um, 20% wasn't won this year, but we'll get one next year. And never been a member, 16%. Now, uh, as I'm pretty sure you're a member and Rob, you're not. So as we'll start with you, um, you're like me. You'll, you'll get the membership year in, year out. A sucker for the pain. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. I did actually... So, yeah, I went the... We'll always renew you. Love my club too much not to for 2022. I wanted to go the same for 2023 but to be totally honest i am going to find it very very hard to continue going to games and supporting the club if they do sack match in the position we're in i mean i understand if they do do it and i probably will renew anyway but it's going to be a very difficult decision for me to make mm. later this year uh footy has been really well going to games i wouldn't say footy but going to the games has for the most part, been really good for my mental health at times where I've needed it. Um, and I've enjoyed it as a new hobby that I started originally to celebrate getting a new job. So I probably will continue it. Yeah. It'll just be very, very difficult decision later on. If uh, the worst comes and match goes before our next game. Uh, Rob, what would it take for you to become a member? Uh, Pasco not to be CEO. That's all it comes down to. I'm happy yeah. to go to games, guys, even if Madge goes. I'm happy to go to games. I see a lot of improvement in the team. Um, there's actually a lot of games now where I think, you know, and I've said it on the podcast, I think we're going to win this week or I think we're a chance or if this happens, we can win. So I, I didn't like going to games where I just thought, well, I'm wasting my time here. We're going to get pumped. But I'd even like to see us, you know, play the big boys when we've got a full team back and, and – we're prepared to put our shoulders in to tackle because I think we've got enough attack now to bother some of the good teams as well. But um, I guess a lot's going to depend. In terms those people that voted, I won't renew if Madge gets sacked. I'd be interested to ask them if Madge gets sacked and we win our fair share of games at the back half of the year, would you <laughs> consider joining again? Because see, that's a lot's going to have to do with that. I mean, I, I like I said, I'm going to stick. I'm going to back Madge to the hilt. But if they get rid of him, I mean. The Tigers are still my team, you know, even if I don't agree with them yeah. getting rid of him. So it's just a hard one. I'll, I'll probably need a week or two to digest it because I think I think he's just been treated, you know, abhorrently in, in so many different ways. All, all these things that they say about him that we've mentioned earlier and other things, oh, he can't attract players, et cetera, et cetera. Maybe he can't attract players because the club's been a basket case for so long and, and you've got a dud CEO and, and all that sort of stuff. So maybe players didn't want to come there because, you know, our front office has been rubbish. So there, there's lots of reasons, but, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm just bracing myself, guys. I, I don't want it to happen, but I, I don't know. Understand? I don't understand this mid-season review. Sheens, he's made up his mind. He does, he's been there all year. It's not like he's just coming in and going through everything. He's been there all year. He knows what he's going to do. He's just got to put it to the board and, and it's up to the board to say, you know, do we go with what Sheens he says or not? And I'm, I'm sure they will go with Sheensy. Otherwise, why have they got him there to start with? Uh, Rhodes of Oz um, brought up, he said, I don't have a membership, but we'll go to games. My work makes it not dollar-wise that I cannot go to all games. They definitely need to do – I mean, I think they did have a flexi membership. I'm not sure if they have it still where you could 
choose which game to use. You you could basically buy three tickets and use it on any any game. I'm not sure if they have that, and it's pretty hard with th- um, multiple home grounds. But what I've I think I've said on the show before, but I wish you could sell back. Apparently, a Parramatta Eels fan told me the other day Parramatta Eels fans can do this. You can sell your seats back to the club if you can't make it. I think That's we need cool. something for mm. sure. Like I, I pay um, for my wife's and my membership, which, um, yeah, since my son's been born, she hasn't hasn't sat in her seat once. I don't think um, Rob sat in it once. Shane sat in it another time. Um, I basically just yeah bring friends, basically um, sit to watch the footy with me. So it cost me nine hundred dollars a year for two season premium membership so that's 10 you only get 10 home games you lose you don't get tamworth and you don't get magic round so it's 90 dollars a game you miss a game you lose 90 bucks i mean yes you get your hat and you get 30 dollars of um chinese made scarf and hat which i like which i wear i wear my hat i wear my scarf and i appreciate them but at the end of the day is it's 90 dollars per game and if you miss one, you miss two. Like it, it really, um, it, yeah, it really makes makes a difference. And the fact that it's a card and not physical tickets that you can't just like. So if I want to give him, give it to a friend or something, you could give him the card and you get the card back. Like it's just, um, it should be given physical tickets or something. But um, that's definitely the membership really should look into. Like while if you buy season tickets. Like you, you don't know, you don't know what you commit to. And when they they bring out the draw, and we're playing at um, Campbelltown at six pm on a Friday night, and you've already bought us. Like I, I lost that one. That's that was ninety dollars down the gurgle for me because I just I couldn't make that one. Um, purely, I had a wedding, so it wasn't actually the time slot fault. I probably would have made it if I didn't have a wedding to go to. But um, yeah, they need to. That that's a bigger factor for me. I'll I'll, I'll get a ticketed membership every year. Um, the home ground ratio might put costs up. Um, I was I was a platinum member for a few years, and that is basically the same seats, but you get to go to a couple of functions per year, and that goes from uh, four hundred and fifty dollars to I think it's eight hundred dollars. So it's three hundred fifty dollars basically to go to a couple of player functions during the year, and I just couldn't justify it um, and drop down to premium. So um, I'll be I'll be a season ticket holder next week next year. And the fact that we're getting good players in as well, um, I don't know. You got to have a little bit of hope whether Madge is there or not. As much as I, yeah, don't want to, but I don't want to uh... stack Madge. To answer your question, Rob, about the what the if we play well towards the end of the season for the people who said if Madge is sacked, yeah, I'm kind of along the lines of I prob like I said I probably will anyway, but if do do we lose the players who sign for next year if we lose Madge, that's kind of where I'm most concerned. I think we keep Appy because I don't think Penrith can afford to keep him. Uh, but I think if Parramatta can keep Papali'i, they'd be happy to. Obviously, they're the two main ones. We we may still get Crichton or whatever. Do we still get him if Madge goes? Uh, yeah, so for me, it, 
my concern is if Madge goes, do we lose those guys? And do we lose Jacko as well? Because that's that's the other deep concern there. Well, me Shane anyway. mentioned it Sunday night, uh, Aaron. Shane mentioned it Sunday night. I don't I don't believe the two new signings would backflip. Like he he said they would. I, I don't believe they would. I, I'm definitely concerned about Jackson Hastings because he's come out so publicly and said he wants to be where the coach is. But at the end of the day, mm-hmm. so from what we've seen of Jackson and how much he loves the club already and stuff like that, the fact that he's got a year and a half left, I can't see him not seeing out his contract either. So whether he follows Madge somewhere else, should Madge get another job in the NRL, that's a different story because he can always you know sign out, sign up well ahead of schedule. Uh, that'd be the one I'm worried about the most, Jackson Hastings. But I, I can't see Appy and um, Isaiah reneging on on what they've signed. Mm. Uh, Kathy asked, "What did members will they do during COVID?" So basically, obviously losing the games, they offered us we could get a refund, get a merchandise voucher, let the or pledge it back to the club. I did the merchandise voucher, so I um, I turned it into a jersey. So credit to the club. They would have lost a lot of money doing that. But uh, I know of a few people that just let the club keep it. But um, I mean, jer- the jersey only cost them thirty dollars, so it. Um, I'm, I'm guessing. I mean, it can't. They can't be a hundred sixty dollars to make a jersey. I refuse to think that um, the markup on jerseys isn't massive. But yeah, I got. I just got a jersey from it. Uh, Righto, moving on to what do we got next? Uh, the home ground ratio. Speaking of which, I should have, I could have segued that perfectly if I knew what was <laughs> coming next. Um, so, Rob, you, Shane, and I have said um, we're mostly Campbelltown guys, but fifty-four uh, percent uh, have said half-half, like up Campbelltown. What did you vote for? I'll go with you first, as because I kind of know Rob's answer with this one. What'd you go with here? What should our home ground ratio be? I went the same as what you guys probably went. Mostly Campbelltown, some Leichhardt. I am a Leichhardt man through and through. It's my favourite ground to go to. But if we've got the talent and the junior base out at Campbelltown, we'd be stupid not to take advantage of it and really set up our home base out there. Uh, Rob, you're mostly Campbelltown as well still? Yeah, I'm happy with a 9-3-8-4 ratio. Obviously, depends what we do with the country game and the um, Magic Round game. But like to be really honest, I've said it before, and I know I'm in the minority, a redeveloped Campbelltown Stadium with all our games there. Maybe the one or two games at Leichhardt, you know, for sentimentality is fine. And like I said, Leichhardt's my favourite ground, but we've got to start, you know, we, we can't be sitting on the fence with these guys. We've got to work out what our area is and the MacArthur area is the future. It's the biggest junior base. We, we've got to be looking after it. We've got to, we've got to get our hands on it before, you know, South have already infiltrated that area. So I think we're just, you know, if I'm a kid living in Campbelltown, I want to see my home team roughly every second week. I don't want to have to go there once a month or, or once every six weeks to, to catch my favorite players or my favorite team. Uh, Domjet said, you're not Leichhardt through and through. If you believe Leichhardt should get less games. We're not saying less games than it does now. We're saying less games than Campbelltown gets. But, mate, I had my wedding photos at Leichhardt Oval. It's literally my favourite place on the planet, as as said. But also, as, as said, like, 
the southwest, we have to capture that that area. And um, I mean, they, they get funding. They're sharing it, as we've said in the show before. They're sharing it with the soccer team. Uh, what they call the MacArthur Bulls. Like, if, if they can redevelop that stadium and turn it to something pretty pretty decent, yeah, it's a no-brainer. Plus, like, we we get called Rob Webb Balmain biased at times, but I don't know how. I'm only 34 years old and Shane's even younger. We we weren't even in high school when the teams merged. But, um, yeah, I, I enjoy I love Campbelltown, even though it's a decent drive out there the least club next door like you're still close to the game like you are at Leichhardt the only thing that Campbell Town is missing in recent years is that packed crowd that Leichhardt still seems to get when we do pack out Campbell Town it's it's a great place to watch footy so um, yeah I, I don't think we've got anything to worry about in the sense of you know we're going to need government funding for a redeveloped Campbell Town or Liverpool or wherever the stadium ends up being so in the interim i'm happy to even go half half or maybe a few more at campbelltown or whatever but but once you know if we ever get a chance to have our own home ground and make it a fortress i, I think we've got to nearly have every game there but that's just my opinion and and i'm not trying to say i'm like heart through and through like i love like heart over like every time i you know like walking with you the other week i was still getting emotional you know you didn't see it mm. but like every time i go there like i think of my dad and stuff like that yeah me I, too what it, what it means to me and it's just you know i love it but i mean i'm trying to be a realist i'm trying to look at the future you know would i love in in a perfect world to have every home game of, at leichhardt of course i would but it's that's not our future guys our, our future you know there's the, the the inner city is so small the macarthur area is so huge so mm. like i said the good thing is i don't think we'd ever get a redeveloped campbelltown for many many years down the track um so i don't think it's anything to worry about right now so yeah in in the interim Let's just go 50-50 or a few more at Campbelltown. I'm not fussed either way, guys. I think we. I think the good thing is I'm, I think the Balmain magpie stuff is in most parts just about over with. It really is. I don't think people really push too hard either way now, and I think we're all West Tigers now. I'd like to think, think so anyway. Dom came back and said, people at Campbelltown don't care. Have a look at the numbers between Leichhardt Oval and Campbelltown. Yeah, they don't care now, but that's the whole point. We've got to, make, we've got to try and make them care more like yeah it's not they're not um yeah giving it attention but that that many people are moving out there there's so many kids and just that, like literally a million people moving like moving out to the macarthur like it's just booming booming um once the airport goes out west as well like in the economy skyrockets and even more people move out there like it's it's yeah, someone someone said in the comment, heart heart says Leichhardt, but head says Campbelltown, and that's exactly that's, how I that's pretty much it for me too. Yeah, yeah, that's, what I, that's what it is with me as well. Uh, my favourite memory at a ground that I've been at a game that I've been to so far is at um, Leichhardt. I it was in I think my first year having the the ANZ and Leichhardt membership where we beat Manly. It was the one I talked about. Um, when we did the Manly preview, how we beat them with a try in the second last minute or something, and the crowd went off like we had won the premiership, and yeah, that was that was my um, my favourite game memory so far. And yeah, Leichhardt, it's going to live on in my in my heart for a long time. But I it agree still with you guys. We've got the yeah, three, we've got three the special base. games there a year. Maybe, maybe the Campbelltown maybe people four. guys. 
maybe the Campbelltown people don't see the West Tigers as their team. Maybe they feel like they do have to share it, yeah. you know, with, with another group as much. Maybe, so to answer Dom, maybe that's why they don't identify or, or go to all the games. Admittedly, we I think we did get a six o'clock game on a Friday out of one of those games there, which is pretty poor timing, you know, uh, to try and get a good crowd there and some wet weather and what have you. But I think I think if we've got a, a big, you know, a good team going and, and they're in the top four or, or something like that, and we we're going to Campbelltown regularly, I think the crowds would show up. I mean, hell, all the Leichhardt people would go to Campbelltown if we're sitting in the top eight. Yeah, the, the, yeah, that's a big factor. Is yeah, I, I love Campbelltown. I love both grounds. I, I, there's been some great memories out of Campbelltown. Yeah. We've had some great wins out there. So I, I don't, I yeah, I just don't want to buy into this home ground stuff too much. But I, I just think if we're serious about moving forward, we need to have one ground. Uh, Dom, like I feel like I'm in half an argument with the Dom here. Not an argument, discussion. <laughs> that's and we appreciate it. Like Dom's a like up man. Yeah, <laughs> that's and that's 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 fine. I, I get what he's saying. He's right. Like, our heart, our heart agrees with you. Six p.m. Friday in the rain still got fifteen k. It did. It was against the Bulldogs, so so that helps a little bit. But we're not arguing against that. Leichhardt gets more people. Like we know Leichhardt, um, yeah, has that appeal. But we're talking about like we're we want to build something here. Leichhardt. Leichhardt will always be that. It'll, it'll get 15K. But if you if you end up playing six games at Leichhardt, how many people, because you take away that specialness and you play six games, will those crowds, will you still get 15K? You probably will if you play against a Sydney team. But will Leichhardt, if Leichhardt gets 6 p.m. on a Friday against the Titans um, and there's six other games, five other games, like, and the other games, are, you're probably going to dilute the Leichhardt specialness. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, I get you, it. But I, play I, too many, yeah, if you keep those three special, the only thing that sucks, and the 6 p.m. Friday is a big thing. I, in a perfect world, three Leichhardt's, they're always like they have to be Sunday afternoon. We only get one Sunday Ar- Arvo at Leichhardt this year, and that's shit. I swear, Jar, sorry. The if we had three Leichhardt's a year on a Sunday or even Saturday afternoon, that that's a, a perfect in a perfect world, but unfortunately, Channel 9. Uh, and Fox Sports choose the schedule, and um, you can't. Yeah, and the, the fact is, the NRL don't choose. Everything's based on TV in the rugby league, unfortunately. So, um, the other thing I'm noticing sport. as well is, uh, I'd say the opponents we're getting at those grounds. I think it was one year we had the Broncos, Manly, and the Titans as our three Campbelltown games, and we just don't really draw a crowd for those games against the Queensland sides mm. at our suburban grounds. Uh, and even the comparison this year, the Warriors, Manly, and the Knights at Campbelltown, while we get the the Dogs, the Raiders, and the Eels out at Leichhardt. And there's, there's a bit of a stark difference there for who we're playing where. Like last year, we had the Panthers out at Leichhardt, and we—that was a great night. Um, hmm. I don't remember so, who our who did we have at Campbelltown last year. I don't remember quite well. The Wayne Wayne Lancaster and Carla—they just summed it up perfectly there, like with their comments. Like that's, you know, yeah, we love Leichhardt, but you know, if you're looking in terms of expansion or or you know what we should be doing for the long term, yeah. you know that, just, that, that it's, it's a, really yeah, we should be doing it. To reiterate your point with the winning two, Rob. So here's the crowds at Campbelltown in 2010, 2011 in order. So there's four games each. 
Yeah. Uh, 19.9 thousand, 10,000, 14,000, 17,000, 14,000, 16,000, 19,000, 14, and 14,000. There you go. So the fact that Campbelltown don't get crowds, you're a hunt, like the literally the proof is in, in the pudding. Uh, it's if we win, fans will watch us play anyway. So yeah. what's capacity um, out of Campbelltown? Probably about 20. 20, obviously. It's because the 19, the biggest one there is 199. Oh one, so that's obviously a sell. That was obviously a sell. I can't. Oh, we got twenty thousand five hundred in two thousand and five, but things got a little bit stricter because we got twenty two thousand at Leichhardt that year as well. Twenty half in two thousand and five when we beat the cow. I actually missed that game. Twenty um, against the Cowboys. Uh, twenty and a half thousand against the Cowboys. Like against a non Sydney team, we got twenty and a half thousand people there in two thousand and five. Uh, and we hadn't won a premiership. Like, if the team's good enough, people will come watch. We'll watch them anywhere. People, mm. so rain, hail, or shine. Yeah, it, on a muddy uh, hill. It was, a, it was a sunny. I remember that it was a sunny. Nice, yeah, we, sunny we, day. we we put a number on them that day. I remember that one. The uh, the sun was shining constantly in two thousand and five. From memory, actually, when we were in a drought in two thousand and five, weren't we? When was we that in... the Josh? Was that the game? I'll, I'll test your memory out. Was that the game? I'm pretty sure it was, but I'm just going to get confirmation of you. Was that the game where we got the ball back from the a kickoff hitting Off the, the post? post. Yeah, uh... then Scando scored. Scando or Todd Payton, someone like that. It was. I'm pretty sure that was the game. It was the Cowboys? I thought game. it was the Raiders game, but you could be right. Okay. Well, yeah. We'll... Someone, someone will tell us. Um, yeah, someone will have a good memory because I can't look up stats on when the ball hits the post yeah sure <laughs> you can look up the uh, try scores i reckon it was scando but we're in an hour of 20 we haven't even started on the yeah, players yet so much good, for one go, hour. For go for it um supporter her- heritage uh so 57 percent were balmain fans now west tigers uh 16 were, were west uh 15.9 too young to even remember balmain or Magpies, and 10.9% became a West Tigers fan, uh, either pre. So if you combine those two, a quarter, more than a quarter, um, weren't West or Balmain at all. So um, as what's, are you old enough to remember pre-merger? Uh, when the club merged in 99, I was six. Yeah, so barely. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm in the minority there. I I didn't really get into the footy until after I watched Dad, uh, the experience he was having on Grand Final night in 05. I I still have good memories of that night. Essentially, we were on a camp. We were on a holiday, a family holiday, up on the up on the um, Gold Coast. I think we were. Uh, we were at a caravan park. Dad had a, bought a, a little TV with him. He had set it up in front of our tent, and we and he was watching the game. And yeah, he had a great night, and he shared it with me afterwards. He um, and eventually he got me the DVD of that night. And yeah, so I didn't really have any allegiances growing up until I started supporting the Tigers in my mid-teens. Obviously, I was born in Campbelltown, so I was born in uh, West's territory. But yeah, I didn't really have much to do with the footy until I was yeah mid mid teens. Uh, okay, now an hour and twenty in the show, we'll start with the 
the player rankings. I said one, we'll get it done in an hour. But a lot of feedback, a few people in the feedback, as I said earlier in the show, said, can you cut it from two hours? It's yeah, it'll be an hour. And when, we're on, when we're on a roll, <laughs> it might be a half an hour for what, 25 players. We'll see how we go. Good luck. Uh, Brooksy is up first. So if you look at the graph there, um, so I'll, uh, I've got the graphs up on screen, the Manhattan of what people have voted. And what did you, do you guys know off the top of your head or you have it in front of you? And let us know in the comments as well what you rate. I've got it in front of me. If you can um, see it. What did you, you go <laughs> as? I said six. I was with the minority, uh, the majority there. And Rob? Yeah, I went seven. I thought he's improved. I mean, obviously, you know, he's still got the out on the fools and what have you in his game, but I think he's improved. He's, he's better than he was last year. Uh, he averaged 5.9 once I got once I did the sums on these. Um, so do you think that's a little bit harsh? Obviously, you went a bit higher there, Rob. I wouldn't say it's harsh because you've got to base it on his whole season and really, he didn't really get moved to six to what? Jacko came back in round six. So he's only basically played half of this half of season, so a quarter of a season as a 5'8". He's played the first six games as a halfback. So, yeah, I, I can understand. And, and obviously, you know, there's going to be a little bit of rooksy hate amongst those votes and what have you. I, I think 5.9 is a little bit low, but I can accept it. It's not neither here nor there. Um, yeah, my six was pretty much for that reason. Just he had a shocking start to the year in the seven, but he's gotten a lot better. Um, if we were rating him just on as a halfback this year, I probably would have said two. And yeah, I probably would have said seven or eight if he had played the whole se- season yeah. at six from what we've seen. Nick, so I kind of went the middle ground and went Yeah, Nick six. said th- Nick said in the comments, three is a halfback, seven is a 5'8". Kind of sums it up. I don't know if that's 100% right, but I'd like, anyway, we'd have to check because I'm pretty sure Brooksy was number seven game one, wasn't he, against Melbourne? It wasn't Jacker. Mm. Yeah, he was. Yeah. I guess it was. And then they so... might have swapped the next week. I think against Newcastle, Jacko might have been seven. Or no, Brooksy was seven, but he, Jacko was playing both sides of the rough. I really don't know what, I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure Brooksy was seven yep. until Jacko got suspended. Um, yeah, he was. Get... Let's not get into jersey number arguments again. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're, talk, we're talking positions. We're not talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Luke Garner, guys. Uh, as would you give Luke Garner our center slash second rower? I said seven. He's had a pretty good season in my eyes. Yeah, he just he's done the role that we needed him to in the centers. He's he performed very well defensively. So yeah, I think all in all, pretty decent season for Garns so far. Rob? Yeah, I think I gave him an eight just because I didn't expect him to do the job that he did in the centres. Um, you know, obviously there's a few games where he only played 10 minutes or 20 minutes very early in the season. But overall, you know, except for last Saturday night, I think he's been outstanding. So, yeah, I think, think it's a really good season by Luke Garner. Uh, 7.0. So bang on. You were bang on uh, correct. Aaron, not that it's right or wrong in this, but um, <laughs> yeah, strong seven. Nick guessed it as well. Bingo. Um, righto, on to poor old Ollie Gildart. Um, yeah, the towers are pretty pretty low there. What did you go? We'll swing it, swing it, snake it back to you, Rob. 
I went three, and it was literally from memory the lowest number that I voted for anyone. I think I might have had AJ at four. I'm not sure, but I think it was the lowest vote I had for anyone at all. So really disappointing. And I know it's not for lack of effort. I just think he's just a little bit out of his depth. As I said four for Gildart. I'm I'm think I'm the same as Rob. My lowest is a three. We'll get to who that is later. Um but yeah I I agree. He's just a little bit out of his depth. He hasn't quite fit in as well as he could have. I haven't really paid too much attention to how he's been going in Reggie's, but if he can find his feet there and maybe he comes back into the NRL team a little bit of a better player, if he gets a chance to come back into the team with Dwayne coming back. but uh, 3.4 was his average after all that. Um, three people gave him a seven. Uh, he's got family out here. It might be yeah, his family. Well, I mean, it's online. They might have found it, come across it. Black, black, white, and orange glasses on there, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Sevens. Wow. Uh, Jacko. So Holy moly. The, uh, the towers are very much on the east. In this Manhattan, <laughs> um, I mean, for ten to describe it, I said ten was perfect, but you still got twenty nine percent. Went for uh, for ten out of ten for Jacko. Would you go as? I said nine, as close to perfect as you could possibly be without being perfect. Um, he he's played brilliantly. We really, really missed him the three weeks that he was gone especially those two that we had those narrow losses. Uh, but yeah, he's he's been as close to perfect as you can be in my eyes. So I gave him a nine. Uh, Rob? Yeah, what exactly what Aaron's saying. No one's perfect, guys. So I gave him a nine. He got 9.0. So uh, bingo again, boys. Uh, Kepa Owa. Uh, let's go, Rob. I'll let you go first. Yeah, I, I think I gave, I gave him a four. Uh, you know, he he's still finding his feet. He's only just come back, what, first game against St. George. Uh, had, his, had some good moments, some bad moments. Same again last week. Took an intercept, but then let a few tries down his wing. Uh, looks a lot bigger. Looks like he's worked on his body a lot, but he needs to work on his footy a fair bit. But let's give him some time. I mean, I'm not a fan of his, but, you know, he's having a go. Uh, as five for AJ for me, I um, he he's played pretty well since he's come back. Obviously, he had that delayed start of the year, only coming back against the Dragons, like Rob said. But um, I think for what he's done, he's done he's done his job is probably the way I'd put it. So I've I've given him a smack bang in the middle five. Uh, you're a man of the people, Aaron. Five one zero for AJ. <laughs> You know, I you noticed, know I noticed people... I've gone the majority most of the time, so I'm doing all right. Yeah. Well, you, you got it to the point, um, not that you can vote on fractions, but they're actually 0. 0.0. Uh, Dane Laurie, some pretty high votes as well, a couple of lower ones, but uh, would you go for Dane as? I said seven. We, he had a very poor start to the season, but he really started to find his groove before he copped that injury, and he's he came back and... He played brilliantly first game back after the injury, and I, I think he he came back a little bit early against Souths, and he still uh, carved up in attack despite us not scoring all that many points. So seven overall for Dano for me. He's uh, 
his slow start to the season cost him. Rob? Yeah, exactly the same reasons as Aaron, but I've gone six. But I, I agree that, like, his link play last week against South was really good. I thought he was really strong against South. Uh, and then his previous game, which I think was against South, ironically, uh, he only played the first half, but it looked like he'd come back to a bit of form that game. But prior to that, I would have said he was reasonably poor. So, but based on those last two games, I, I gave him a six. Otherwise, he would have been lurking around a five for me. Six points. I might, I might have. I might have given him a six if not for that tackle on um, Guffo into the into yeah. the in goal in that game. <laughs> into the in goal I, I reckon. Goal. I reckon that tackle deserved a point on its own. <laughs> Take it Definitely down the worth the gif or a gif, whatever you call them. Uh, Luciano Leilua. Um Rob, what'd you go for, Luch? I gave, as I said, on the whole season, I've given him an eight. His form's definitely not as Herculean as it was the first seven or eight games, uh, but I'm pretty sure I gave him an eight. Uh, but yeah, if I was going on the last few weeks, I'd probably give him between six and seven, but his first seven or eight games, I would have given him a nine to a 10, like he was just that good. So early, so I've kind of averaged it out to an eight. As? I've said the exact same as Rob, eight. He, yeah, great start to the season. He's gotten a little bit poorer as it's gone, but yeah, I, I would have given him a nine on the first half part of the season five or a six on the recent week. So, yeah, I've given him an eight. I think that's a pretty fair middle ground. Uh, 6.7 as well. Tied bang on with uh, with Dane. Uh, Jock Madden uh, as? Uh, I gave Jock a six. He's uh, – I probably could have given him a seven. I think I might have meant to give him a seven. But, yeah, I've given him a six. He's He hasn't had all that many chances, but he's taken the chances that he has had really well and – yeah, I definitely gave him most improved because last this time last year, I probably would have given him maybe a two or a three. He just wasn't first grade material, and now he definitely is. Uh, so you said you, you're going to go six between six and seven? Is that what you said? I think I think I was meant to go seven, but I've given him six. So he got six and a half. So again, yeah, we'll go that. Back, you, you bang on, as uh, Rob? <laughs> yeah, I gave him a seven. So I think he's been really good. And honestly, if he was one of our halves, I wouldn't lose sleep over it at the moment. I think he's going gangbusters. I would have loved to see him play last week, to be honest. Uh, Jacob Little. Uh, whose turn is it? As? I gave Lids a four. I think he's... He's tried hard in the games that he has played, but like I said earlier when I was talking about most disappointing forward, from what I've seen from him, it just hasn't been what I was hoping we could see. Uh, Rob? And it was, yeah, the second lowest score I gave anyone. So, Yeah, I, I gave Little a five. I, I just thought in a couple of games he surprised me. Um, you know, some games he was really poor, but then you know, I thought he was pretty good against Canterbury, to be honest. Um you know, the, the try saver he did against South at uh, Combank Stadium will always stick in my head. I think that kind of won us the game. But, like, look, he's just he's just a bit rocks or diamonds. But the last couple of games was a bit more middle ground. So I just thought, you know what, he's not great. He's not poor. I just think he's somewhere in the middle. So I went a five. 4.9. He just, just got a fail mark. Just has to go reset his exam. Unfortunately for uh, my fellow Central Coastie, uh, Ken Mamalo, some very 
uh, high towers to the right on this one. Uh, Rob? Yeah, I gave him an eight. Uh, he has had two really poor games this year, but the other games he's been a beast. So I gave him an eight, and uh, I, he's just looking like such a good buy. You know, he really hasn't even done a whole season, basically, has he? So uh, I don't know. He's just he's just turned it around. As I gave Kenny a seven, much for the same reasons as Rob. He's had a few poor games, but overall he's been quite good. So, yeah, I gave him a seven. Would have been about a seven and a half if I could give half marks. But It's like you're reading my notes as 7.6. <laughs> Uh, who's next in line? Zane Musgrove. Uh, as yeah, I gave Zane a six. Um, he's been he's been decent, I'd say. Uh, he shored up that middle, especially while we've had um, big Steph out. Um, I would like to see them swap after the buy, but yeah, I gave Zane a six. He's he's been a little bit suspect in defense at times. Um, that's pretty much the main reason why he's he's had a decent season, not a great season. Rob, yeah, I, you know, if you could give just decimal points out, I'd give him a six point five. But I went a seven. Ooh, I, just, I just, I just think he surprised me a little bit this year. So maybe I went one mark higher just because I thought his effort has been a little bit better this year. So I went a seven. He's six point two, so you're not far off. Um. Far off there. Uh, on to David Nofaluma. Uh, Rob? I think I gave him a six. I can't remember, but I think it was a six. And it was only on the back of those last few games that he started the season reasonably poorly, but he, he came good. So I don't know if people took the off-field stuff into consideration or not. Uh, but, yeah, I went for a six. Aaron, Nofa? I gave him a six as well. Uh, like I said, he's been a little bit disappointing, but that for me included the off-field stuff. I tried to not include the off-field stuff in these ratings. So, yeah, I gave him a six. He's had a pretty solid season. Uh, he had a few poor games, but, yeah, he's missed a few, obviously, due to the con concussion against the Dragons. So I thought six was reasonably fair. 5.9, so you pretty much bang on again. Uh, Joe Offengowie. As I gave him an eight, he was he was a very very close second for um, best forward for the year for me. I noticed a lot of people said he he was their best, and they he got their vote. Uh, yeah, I thought he he really for me what did it was the the post game chat after the Sharks game and how he's really aimed up and muscled up and really put his money where his mouth is since then. So I gave him an eight. I think that was pretty fair. Rob? Uh, I gave him a seven. Uh, I know it's not that he's not worthy of an eight, but I just kind of compared, you know, like he's he's not as good as what Kenny's been. Um, he's certainly not as good as what Jacko's been or, you know, so I, I put him as a seven. But, yeah, I agree with most of what Aaron said there. 7.6, so you pretty much bang on there. Rob? Uh, Tyrone P Peachy, Rob. I think I gave him a four, four or five. Um, look, he, he's a hard one to gauge, Josh. He's played so many different positions. 
when he did get his chance very early in the season, he like absolutely played awfully, I thought. So he kind of got, you know, put back in Reggie's. But then when he's come back on, whether it be a bench player or at centre or at hooker or at lock or wherever we've used him, I just think it's hard to adapt. So I, I gave him a four, but I just think it's going to be hard for him to find his feet in this team. He was really meant to be a 13 slash utility, and he's not getting that 13 jumper. And I don't think he's getting that utility jumper either if um, New Brown keeps going, you know, the way he was. Uh, as thoughts on Peach? I said four for Peachy as well. Um, for much the same reasons. I don't think he's going to be able to cement a spot in the team. I feel like he's 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 filled in decently when he's had to. But yeah, based on the start of his season, I would have given him a one or a two. Let it, just, just for the comment he made pre-match before the Knights game as well, I think that maybe would have been deserving of a zero. Um, but yeah, he's come back after a, the bit of the stint in reserve grade and played all right. So I bumped him up a few a few notches there to a four. So Peach has landed on, he's a V6 in a VN Commodore. He's a 3.8. Uh, on to Jimmy Roberts, Aaron. Yeah, Jimmy's gotten my three. He's, he's my lowest score. I just, I've been disappointed mm. for, by what we've seen from Jimmy, but I didn't expect as much from him, which is why he didn't get my most disappointing player. Uh, I feel like this this may be his last year with the club and it may be his last year with any club. He just he just hasn't done well. He hasn't performed and obviously he's out now with that injury and we'll see him back soon, maybe. I unlikely I think with uh Dwayne to come back, so but yeah, three. Rob, for, you've done a, three for you Jimmy. did a bit of a one eighty with Jimmy Roberts this year, so I reckon you might go a bit higher. Massive, massive 180. Uh, I would say this will be the only person Aaron and I will totally disagree on. Uh, in the night, I, I think I think I gave him a seven. I was tossing up between a six or a seven. I thought his effort against Newcastle, like, you know, he was actually injured that day and he still busted out something like 150 metres. So from that second game, he's when he's played, he's been great. If you're taking into account how many games he's played, then I can understand a low marking. But I, I really, he's just shocked me this year. I, I thought every game he played, he was pretty good. He did a good job on Fafita and those guys on the Gold Coast the week after. They basically didn't score a try till the end of the game. And, and that's a pretty hard task mark, marking, you know, that side of the field. So, yeah, his defence has been good. He, his running game was back. He was looking like the old Jimmy the Jet. So I'm pretty sure I gave him a seven. So we're going to be, yeah, in disagreement on that one, Aaron. I'll take it. Yep. That's yeah, all. all good. I, li- I, li- I like your reasons. Nick asked the com- uh, in regards to Peachy's comments before the Knights game. Who who mentioned that? Uh, me, yeah. He was interviewed by the Fox guys, and they asked him what's his role, and he literally just said, I don't know, and he ca- kind of laughed it off. It's a really uh, poor look to say that. Yeah. Mm. And, th- and he, that same game, he laughed. Like was laughing when we we're getting flogged, which didn't go down. Yeah, well. like he, he laughed as he went off to he laughed as he went off to the bin, and he pulled a face in front of the the camera, um, like the corner camera, or whatever, as he was running towards it after batting the ball out or something like that. He just yeah. it was a really unprofessional game from him. Uh, Alex Safar, uh, I'm not sure whose goal it is. Go, Rob. 
I actually can't remember what I put for him, but I think it, it'll probably be about a four. I just, I really rated the guy last year. I, I saw so much potential in him. He just hasn't been the same bloke. It's not for lack of effort. He just looks a bit headless this year. Uh, he only had a small sin even last Saturday night and missed four tackles. So I don't know. He's, maybe the fact that he hasn't got the game time that he really wants or he's been playing a bit of middle, a bit of left edge, a bit of right edge. I don't know. He's just he's just not the same player as last year, guys. So a little bit disappointing from Alex, but he certainly tries hard. Uh, as? I gave him a five pretty much bang in the middle again. He's had some really good games. He's had some poor games. I liked what we saw from him in that game against the Warriors, which was the first game he started uh, for the year. But yeah, that was a... It's He's been a bit of a rocks or diamonds player for most of the season, and that's kind of where I've been at with um, with Big Red. 4.9 he averaged in the end. I, I think I didn't mention Jimmy Roberts was 5.0 okay. uh, before. So a, a pass for Jimmy. He gets to go through. Uh, Jake Simkin as. I gave Jake a seven. Uh, he's been really, really good. Obviously, he's missed a fair bit of game time with concussion. And uh, was he out injured for a little while? I think he might have been. He was. But, yeah. Yeah, he, he's been pretty good, Jake. And I'm looking forward to seeing how he continues to develop uh, the connections with the rest of the spine um, after the bye. Rob? Yeah, I gave him a six. Uh, he's definitely improved. I, I feel like the last few, well, the, the last couple of appearances he's made, he's kind of plateaued a little bit. I need, I need to take that next step up now. So, um, look, very happy with him, but he, he needs to produce a bit more now. Uh, six and a half, Jake. Ended up with uh, Jimmy Tarmel, Rob. I think I gave Jimmy a six, but I could have easily given him a seven. He's been – see, it's hard because when you're giving him a score out of ten, I'm kind of comparing him to last year. So if I gave him a seven, it's really because he was so poor last year. So I think six is about right for, for Jimmy. But, yeah, he's definitely been more of a leader this year and has, has a few offloads, a couple of clean line breaks, uh, definitely defending a bit better and, and busting out a few more minutes occasionally. So I, I'm pretty sure I gave him a six. As? I've given him a seven for pretty much the exact reason you said you probably would have given him a seven, Rob. Yeah. That trial against Manly at Leichhardt last year uh, was what I was hoping we'd continue to see from him, and he just didn't deliver on it last year. But he's come back this year. He, he said something in the offseason to someone in the media um, about his plans for this season, and so far he's delivered on that. He's playing more minutes, so... Yeah, I probably would have given him a six, but based on last year's form and how he's gone this year, yeah, I've, I've bumped him up to a seven. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, 6.7, so pretty, pretty uh, close, close, to the mark. close to the mark, yeah. Uh, Stafford Toller has. I gave Star a five. I probably could have given him a six or a seven, but he had a pretty poor game. Um, against Souths, but other than that, he's filled in uh, at fullback and whatever other positions he's had to fill in quite decently. So, yeah, I kind of gave him that middle-of-the-road five. Uh, Rob? Yeah, I, I gave him a six. He's, um, you know, he's played a few different positions now. Like, he, I think his first game, I stand corrected, guys, I'm pretty sure it was the Warriors 
on the wing at Campbelltown, and he, and he didn't drop a ball. He didn't miss a beat. I think even Shane had him in his 3-2-1 that week. Uh, so, you know, he played well there. Uh, then he got shunted into fullback. I remember when he was playing centres against Parramatta, he looked really sharp with the dancing feet. Uh, he was pretty safe under the high ball against Canterbury. He was pretty poor last week, to be fair. But in general, I, I think in terms of a recruit and what he could add to our squad, I think he's added to our squad. So I end up giving him a six. 6.1, so you're pretty much on the mark there as well. Uh, Kelmet to a luggy, Rob. Yeah, look, I think I gave him a four. I He's just gone downhill since the St. George game for me. I, I just wanted I wanted this guy in first grade every week. And just he's just not the same player, guys. He's just very lackadaisical, very loose with his, you know, ball skills. Like, he's just throwing the ball around willy-nilly, losing it forward, losing it backwards. He's not really uh, producing much output in terms of tackling. Uh, I actually didn't mind his cameo against Canterbury. I thought when he came on and played in the middle against Canterbury, he did quite well being an edge player. So I was expecting big things of him against South when he came on in the middle, and he was terrible. So, no, he's not the player I thought he was going to be. Maybe he's just looking forward to next year, guys. As. Mm. I gave him a four. He, yeah, he just he's not the same player that we saw at the start of the year. He was, he was brilliant to start the year, and yeah, it just seems like he's not the same player anymore. He's, he's waiting for the end of the year so he can jet off to Manly. Uh, Five point one. He ended up with a bit, bit of a like a spread out one there. So there's a few eights, a few sevens. There's also a few one twos and threes thrown in there. Someone gave him a nine. Yeah, one nine. Yeah. Wow. Um, I can look it up. Maybe it's Kelmer himself. Uh, who's <laughs> next? Junior Tupo. Uh, Rob. I think I gave him a four or a five. Look, he, he had he's basically played two games. Yeah, um, it's a tough debut, one. debut game against the Cowboys. He didn't really do much wrong. Uh, didn't really have many involvements. Had a couple of runs. Scored a great try off a, an uncontested bomb, really. Um, and then the Canterbury game, Rocks or Diamonds took a couple of great catches, but then had a couple of air swings and a couple of drop balls. So, yeah, look, he's still got a lot to learn, but I, I like what I see of him. He can't, he could be a, a really good player, but he, he's going to need a little bit more game time. Uh, as? Yeah, I gave him a five. Sample size of two games isn't too much to go on. He had yeah. the yeah, he had the good performance against the against the Cowboys and not as great against the dogs so i felt like five was a very a fair middle ground there 5.7 he ended up with i mean pretty hard to um yeah to judge that quickly but uh one man who's very popular obviously alex twall as what did you vote for big twally i gave twally an, an eight um if i could give half marks i would have given him an 8.5 he's very close to best player of the season for me so far based on what he's been able to deliver um, yeah, I felt eight was pretty good. He's, I would like to see him involved in games more. Like I said before, um, if he was starting, I think we'd get a lot more out of him than what we're getting off the bench. But in saying that he's performed quite admirably off the bench and you can't really look past the 99.2% tackle efficiency for the year. Rob? I gave Alex eight points as well. Uh, he's been outstanding this year and he's developed a running game, as Aaron said earlier, when we spoke about him. Uh, his defence has always been there, as we know. But, yeah, he's actually 
really looking like someone that can, you know, is in our top three or four forwards, and you wouldn't have said that last year. 8.1, so very similar. I'll tell you what, though, I want to have some words with the two people who gave him a three and a four. (laughs) Wow. Uh, (laughs) I'll I'll give you the email addresses now. I'm joking. (laughs) Uh, Stefano Utoy Kamanu is last on the list. Uh, As what would you give for Big Steph? I gave him a six. I... Like I said before, I want to give cut him a little bit of slack because of the injury and the fact that he came back a little bit earlier than I was expecting. He's he has been disappointing. I won't I won't deny that, but I don't think he's really had a chance to get back to his best yet. So I felt a six is pretty decent. Um, I want to hopefully by the end of the year be able to give him a seven or an eight. So we'll see how he goes for the rest of the season. Kathy uh, just asked, do you, did you do a total? team score based on each individual go coverage put him on the spot <laughs> a total I'm, I'm trying to work out what she means so basically add, add up add up add up the players or something add up the top 17 and see see what the average comes to Oh, I, I get you. Or, or just, add, what, just get an average of all the players period yeah yeah of the whole squad I can of do the whole squad I can, uh, I can do that for uh, while as goes. I'll work that out for you. Uh, I'm, I'm done. I think it's Rob's. Oh, turn. sorry, Rob. Rob, is your go for Steph? Uh, yeah. Look, I, I think I gave Steph a four guys. Uh, tell me when you're ready, Josh. I'll keep blabbing on. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I gave him. A, <laughs> I gave him a four. I'm just really disappointed with what he's brought since he's come back. He's had obviously missed a lot of the games, and he's only been back for four games. We've only had twelve rounds. So I don't think he did enough in the front end of the season for me to justify him, you know, getting any more than that. So uh, he he needs to lift his game. And guys, his lateral movement in defence is just a bit scary. And even when he was a beast last year, his lateral movement in defence wasn't great. So he's got a bit to work on there, guys. Uh, Tell you what, Rob, we've we've only really disagreed heavily on two, Stefano and... And Jimmy Roberts. I think Jimmy, Jimmy Roberts. Jimmy, no, no, we're not too bad. What did you say, six? Uh, for Jimmy, I said... No, no, for Stefano. For Stefano. Oh, yeah. For Stefano, I said six. Yeah, well, we're only two points out there, but I think the other one, I'm seven and you were three on, on Jimmy Roberts, so it's it's quite a disparity. Yeah, that was, a, that was, the, that was the main one. That, but, yeah, other than that, I think we were only one apart for, at most, for most of the others. Yeah, if it makes you feel better, I've discussed a couple of these with my son, Brendan, Aaron, and he agrees with you on some of them. I know in terms of uh, forward that's gone backwards, he went with Little as well. And I was like, how could you go Little? Why didn't you go Stefano? So we had a bit of a chat about that. Thanks, Brendan. I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) So, Kathy, 6.11 was the average, which um, might be generous, really, considering how many games That is pretty generous, considering we're three and nine. Yeah, a um, lot of lot of lot of lot of bias in there, but um, so up on the screen now, yeah, there's the uh, what what everyone ended up with uh, for those playing at home. So um, pretty fun exercise, boys. I I certainly enjoyed it and seeing all the data and people giving their opinions in. I know people enjoyed these uh, at the end of last year. And we'll do this again, season's end and. Uh, we'll be able to compare, see uh, 
I'll keep keep that graphic and see what the uh, who goes up, who goes down. Just like yeah, how much share, how much better or worse is the second half of the season? Yeah. So um, obviously, other other parts of the quiz we had, um, as we said earlier in the show, a lot of feedback. So thanks to everyone. A lot of kind words in there about all of us and how much you love the show and um, yeah, it keeps uh, and pl- plenty of good creative feedback in there as well. So um, yeah, we really pre- appreciate a, a big thing we saw. I say we, I, 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 you went through it as well, Rob. Uh, one one thing I noticed uh, in terms of what people liked is they really like these live streams. So um, we, I, I certainly love doing these streams and chatting, getting the, the live chat has definitely taken this show to a new level. So you guys, it's the same, um, same names popping up literally every Monday and Thursday night. So we appreciate you all. And we encourage as many of the um, thousands of you who listen audio only to give the uh, live the live show a crack. I mean, it's hard on a Monday. Who knows? People might have touch footy or something on a Monday or a Thursday. People Thursday people like watching the footy, so we appreciate people watching us instead of watching actual rugby league on a Thursday night, which they about thirty of you did tonight on a bye week. So um, yeah, we really appreciate it. Any. Any last parting words, as? Not really. I think you've put, pretty much covered it. <laughs> um, well, I did want to say, though, for, for other people who who said they don't remember in the people in the chat who were saying they don't remember exactly what they what scores they gave people. Uh, what I did is when you when you go to submit the survey, it asks if you want them to email you a copy of your answers. So I've been able to follow a lot follow along with that. As we've gone tonight, so we do that in the postseason. The CEO who West Tigers as, think or at least not part hard. of very in the digital, in the digital <laughs> team at least. Um, Make me the new digi. Rob, anything, any parting words before we go? Enjoy our bye week and um, keep the heart rate low. Over the I'm weekend. just, ex- I'm ecstatic that we didn't go two hours tonight. I think it's wonderful. We're only on one hour not yet. Four. Not yet. Yeah, um, we're stuck under there. Are, are we getting a, a, a former West Tiger on the show Monday night, Josh, or not? Or possibly, not possibly, possibly. Okay, we won't go there yet. We uh, he he was meant to come on tonight, but um, yep. yeah, he something came up. But fingers crossed, we'll have. Well, anyway, let's, uh, he's, let's, been, he's been on the show before, so it won't be too big of a surprise for everyone. But um, let's hope Michael Maguire is still the coach by Monday, because if it's going to happen that he's ousted, I think it's going to be Monday or Tuesday, because they'll mm. want. They want all the origin talk for Wednesday to drown the sacking talk. So yeah, I, I feel like it, if it's going to happen, it's going to be Monday, Tuesday. Plus, we've got a game to prepare for next week. Which is going to happen. It's, it's a dumb thing to do it literally days before you're going to play a game. But um, hey, yeah, so how, was, how, how are the boys supposed to play against Manly? The coach just got dumped. But I tell you what, though, that. Rob, all of the all the drama late last year for us was um, supposed to be drowned out by the chat for the first week of the finals, but yeah. no, we saw nothing of the first week of the finals. No, that's right. It was all day of. Yeah, it was all asked for the entire week. We had like five articles a day. Yeah, I tell you what, guys, they should be talking about this Gold Coast coach. Seriously, like they just got flogged tonight and the Cowboys are missing their best players. Anyway. Uh, it's, it's nice ripping on someone uh, that's not us for once. <laughs> just trying uh, to take some heat off our coach. 
Absolutely. Love you, Talk Madge. more about the dogs as well. Yeah. They're a basket case too. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we're not the only basket case. We can take take pleasure that we're not uh, we're not quite the worst team in the NRL at the moment. It's um yeah. Uh righto boys, enjoy your bye weekend. Everyone in the chat who's still stuck with us, you know how that to end the show. As always, boys, go the tigers. Go, go the tigers. Thanks for listening to another episode of the West Life Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by West Ashfield Leagues Club and as well as MG Pump Solutions. If you could please subscribe if you'd love to hear us again. We're going to have episodes every twice a week, every week this season, Mondays and Thursdays. So we're going to, as the season rolls in, uh, be sure to catch us every week. And if you can, give us a like on the socials, so at Westlife Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, search for Westlife Podcast on Facebook. And if you'd like to take part in the show, uh, patreon.com forward slash Westlife. It's just a couple of bucks a month to help grow the show. We'll see you again next time on the Westlife Podcast.